This is Marky Mark Markellis from Soul Wizard Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. So. You got to say, like, Michael Keaton's going to be on uh, The Flash, <laughs> Inside Sources, and be like, make it, like, really commit. Yeah, it's got to be something really interesting that people want to hear, you know? Right. Like, if you give them what they it, – it's the P.T. Barnum, right? If you give them what they want to hear, they'll believe it no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. God damn, it worked for the Snyder Cut. No Those shit. nerds oh willed that into existence. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true. It's like having the power ring, but they used it for mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. I'm no sure somebody's written that one too. with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you of a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm? it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> how do you measure success? Hey everyone, you're listening to Superhero Speak, and I'm yours, Dave. And John. JD. Ah, uh, we're back together again. No special hosts this week. Um, nope. I got invited, though, to be a host on uh, an upcoming episode of So Wizard, so that'll be fun. That's where you can start rumors. <laughs> you listening, Joey? I'm coming with the rumors. But, uh, but that's how you start rumors. If you started on our podcast and another podcast... Then this it's got true. corroboration. And Basically, it needs a tweet. It needs a tweet. All right. right all but, right. But, 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 it but links. It's got a link you, to something. But you do the tweet, and then on our podcast, you say, hey, did you see this tweet? And then you go on the other podcast and say, hey, did you hear what Superhero Speak is saying? <laughs> and then it right. starts to go around. He's right. That's probably because how they all do it. Yeah, because it's got corroboration. Corroboration. That's how, that's how they do it in politics. True. <laughs> That's all it is. The uh, Ministry of Disinformation. Even if you're the one that did the tweets. Like, did you see this tweet that somebody wrote? <laughs> we just go, I saw this somewhere, so I tweeted it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I saw it somewhere. I don't remember where. Somewhere on the internet. It's on the internet. It was in a tweet. I don't know. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. But we're so not committing. We're not committed enough to being scumbags. So, so, so what, uh, so GD, what, what scummy things have you done this week? Not, nothing scummy. I'm hanging out on the farm, enjoying life. Yeah. Working, working. Yeah. Writing? Uh, I haven't got as much writing done this week. I've had a lot of, uh, work type stuff to do. I'm taking this class online that's been really beating me up. So trying to figure out the marketing aspect of things has been rougher than I'd like it to be, but I'm learning. Uh, you had a mysterious post on Facebook. Can I ask about it? 
Sure. I had a meeting today. I had a Zoom conference call today about a documentary that I made about a year ago. It was not mm-hmm. it wasn't one of my projects. I was hired to work on it. It was super low budget. And um, we actually talked today about somebody that wants to pick it up and reshape it as a, a pilot for a, a, a sports documentary series. Huh. So I just have to I just have to take my documentary and kind of re-edit it, which won't be that hard. And then like it'll you know, they'll shop it around. I mean, like I've I've been in that game long enough where I don't get excited about things. But I could use the I don't I could use the payday, quite honestly. So I'm gonna work on it. We'll see what happens. The JD. And, it, and so you don't expect anything, but if it does like that's get traction then Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's gotta be. I mean, like I talked to some people there that actually seem like they know what they were doing and they had ideas, but I've talked to a lot of people who know what they're doing and have ideas. So this one seems legit. Like I buy it. So it's worth my time. I'm going to go. I'm not working much right now because of the COVID. So Mm -hmm. uh, I got the time. I can, I can do a quick re-edit, you know, just going to be shaving some things down. And if people like it, I have a nice uh, five documentary job in the next year or so. So we'll see. Like I said, we'll see what happens. It's worth investigating. So there you go. Look for the new document, sports document series coming to Netflix. In 2022. Yeah. And don't make up stuff about me. That's not going to oh, get traction. Oh. Nobody cares. So, well, like I said, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Had a had a good conference call today. You know, Dave. Dave, this is the way you do it. It's like, why won't Netflix pick up his documentary series? Call Netflix and ask them. <laughs> String, I didn't even. I don't even have one. Didn't even think about having one until about 12 hours ago. Man, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That doesn't matter. Microsoft's been selling vaporware for 40 years now. I mean, it doesn't have to exist for you to start selling it. Is vaporware the thing the kids all take to school nowadays and get in trouble with? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. No, uh, vaporware is a technical term for, like, um, you know, we have artificial intelligence and you can start paying us now for the ability to use it. But they don't, it doesn't work yet. Right. Oh. My, Microsoft's been doing that for freaking forever. Wow, that's shady. Mm-hmm. How do you think? How do you think Bill Gates got all of the money? A lot of companies do that, though, the big ones. He put a lot of companies out of business doing that. Oh yeah. Buy them yeah. out, boys. Netscape Navigator, BOS. That is and... that is one of the best episodes of The Simpsons, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Copy Global Hyper making that. Yes. <laughs> you don't think I got rich by writing a lot of checks, do you? <laughs> the older I get, the more I appreciate those earlier Simpsons episodes. Mm. They're so I, good. I saw I saw a meme uh, on Facebook asking anybody if they had seen the episode in The Simpsons that tells us how we're going to get out of COVID. Yeah, no kidding. So, Seeing as how they've they've basically like everything. Yes, there might, be, there might be a disease episode. I have to dig deep a little bit. Oh, I'm sure there is. So, John. Yeah. What scummy things have you done this week? <laughs> Dude, I'm a bastion of piety. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't do scummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm a paragon of society, damn it. You're a paragon uh, now. Okay. <laughs> no, I no, nothing. Nothing like, you know, it's it's like JD, that you know, work's keeping me busy and uh <laughs> COVID. So, you know, not much, not much to say. No, just boring. Well, I could. I mean, you know, if I want to, if we, if we want to lose a few more of our listeners, uh, you know, I am dating again, and it's amazing how many people on those dating sites don't believe in COVID. Don't believe but, in COVID, or don't believe in don't, all don't the news like, around it. 
Well, just just like, you know, I spent last week on the beach or, you know, I went I went out and went out with a bunch of friends to a bar. It's like, OK, well, <laughs> swipe. swipe did you see, do you speak on Facebook? Did you see that article that's floating around where the, the guy went to the covid party and he was in the hospital? Mm-hmm. He's like, I thought this was fake. I guess I was wrong. And then he died. Yeah. Are you going to tell me that was fake? I mean, no, it was not Facebook. It yeah, is I, Facebook. It is questionable. But from, uh, from what I've seen, that one's. Got some legitimacy to it. Yeah, isn't it one of those COVID parties where they like they put together pots and they, they whoever gets COVID first wins or oh my something? God, they were doing Real that. Stupid. They were doing that like in Alabama. Yeah, they've been doing and, it all over the place. And and no, like at college campuses, they were doing it. Yeah, they just get together. Say one guy's been diagnosed. So let's see how many of us get it. It's like this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yes. I mean, tie, eating Tide Pods is, like, safer than this. I miss when Tide Pods were the biggest <laughs> problem we had. But, again, what do you expect from a generation that eats Tide Pods? Hey, normally I defend Gen Z, but this one uh, is pretty bad. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, my generation, the generation before, we ate lead paint chips, you know, so that you're, probably you're, explains you're, a lot. But <laughs> You're two generations before, John. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you're a boomer, right, John? <laughs> I'm not that old. No, he's Gen X. <sighs> Just made yeah. the cusp. I mean, <laughs> I, I only I, I only had to deal y. with bell bottoms for a couple of years, so I'm Gen Y, and I can laugh at these Zoomer dorks. Yeah, <laughs> super dorks. Trust me, it's you know we're all laughing and well crying and laughing. It's uh, all I know is that they they ran out of Darwin Award um, statues like a month and a half ago. They can't keep up with the demand now. Oh I don't know. my god! Well, we went into a weird, we went into a uh, a strange turn at the beginning of this show, but it's still yeah. better than social media madness. Why did what? you remind him? I was I, I, glance I, right off of that. I was gonna. I stole Dave's segue this week. Yes, but of I course the open, I saw the opening and I took it. Damn you, Adams! Well, our first our first tweet this week comes from <laughs> a, a Joe JD. Yes. Oh, oh had, this is why I had alternate. I had ulterior motives. <laughs> so, so you tweeted this out and you did tag us in it. Um, and I thought, yeah. oh, let's talk about it on the show. So the, the the tweet that's going around is name your favorite from the main superhero uh, universes. So X Men, MCU, DCEU, and Sony. Um, and since it was your tweet, JD, you can go first. Oh, my, so yeah, the, uh, the X-Men movie, my favorite of the X-Men films has been Days of Future Past. My favorite MCU movie this week was <laughs> Winter Soldier. I'm always bounced between Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, but this week it's yep. Winter Soldier. My favorite DCAEIOU movie <laughs> is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. <laughs> that, you know what? That, that tracks though. <laughs> <laughs> the best really is. Uh, yeah, considering, yeah. And from Sony, I was really close between uh, Far From Home and Spider-Man 2, but I gave the out of Far From Home because, man, that ending. And mm. Far From Home is a cheat because that's also part of the MCU. Yes, that's how you responded to me, so. Yes. Okay. Sony, cut, Sony cuts the check. <laughs> this is true. All right, mm-hmm. John, how about you? Um... Wait a minute! You're asking me to give you a favorite from the X Men series? Yes. Good X Men movies. Um, oh, good X Men movies, but there's a couple. Days of Future Past. 
I said Logan. I would have also accepted Logan. Well, yeah, you know what? You know, yeah, based on good storytelling and like, you know, no plot holes and crap, I would give it to Logan because that that was like that was that was cinematic. I really liked the way that one played out. So, yeah, I'll go with Logan. Just didn't watch you the same one as me. What? Just didn't watch you the same one as me. Hmm. Leading the witness. Well, well, yeah, but no, if I go back, like, there's really nothing else. I I didn't actually, like, if you compare it to the other X-Men movies, maybe first class, but it it still wasn't as good as Logan. So, hmm. All right, so MCU, um... MCU and Gaming to Guardians of the Galaxy, because that was just too much fun. I really liked that one. And DC, oh God, DC, fuck them. Um, God, DCU. Oh, Shazam. I'll give it over, to Shazam. Over Wonder Woman, huh? I thought you would have gone with Wonder Woman. Only because of the Zack Snyder ending. Yeah, fair enough. And for Sony, uh, Spider-Verse. Oh! <laughs> yeah, right? I forgot that one. God, right? I was wondering why you didn't pick that one. <laughs> I was thinking movies. I completely forgot about an animated. So I, I was being a smartass with my DC one that I completely forgot about animated Sony. God yeah, bless. It's, it's right. It takes an anime guy. It takes the kidneys, right? <laughs> oh, <here's. laughs> All right. Let me think. Okay. So X-Men. Ugh, it's tough. I, and it's funny. I think I would actually pick, and I know it sounds weird, but X-Men 1, the first one, just because... In 2000, when that, or was it 2001 that came 2000. out? 2000. Okay. When that came out, we hadn't seen a superhero movie like that ever in the um, theaters. And that's kind of what propelled the renaissance that we're in now. True. So, so I give it props for that. Um, MCU. Oh, geez. That's tough. <laughs> I know. Um, well, there's so many good ones, which is, you know, kind of nice. <laughs> I think I'll just I'll I'll go with um, Civil War. It's a cheat, but it, they brought that's what brought Spider-Man into the MCU, and it's also what? That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's also uh, was one of my favorite stories in the comics, even though I know that's got a lot of issues, but um, it's what brought me back into reading comics at the time. Uh, DCEU, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one? Uh, I know, uh, apparently the one with Robert Patterson is going to be like, but I don't, I don't even know if that's part of the DCU, is it? Uh, I don't well, even think they know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think <laughs> we're going to get to that later. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Wonder Woman. I know the Zack Snyder ending um, sucked, but the trench scene is yeah, wonderful. Yes. It showed us that, um, that you can make a really good standalone female-led superhero movie as opposed to Captain Marvel. and <laughs> It showed us that Patty Jenkins knows how to write a real exactly. superhero. Exactly. It, it showed Patty Jenkins knows what she's doing. Good filmmaker. And then, uh, and then Sony, I am going to go with JD's second choice, Spider-Man 2, because you're never going to beat the Doc Ock Spider-Man train fight scene. It really uh, is good. It you're, really is good. True, but you're never also going to beat the oh my powers went away because reasons. But that happened in the comics. Yeah, it did. For, because of malaise? What? I mean, I don't understand what. He what, didn't why did wanna, his powers go away? Basically, he didn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. And his powers just vanished. Yes, that's <laughs> it happened in the comics. So it's not like they stole. It's not like they created something that was goofy for the movies. It Dude, was you can goofy in the comics. 
You can stress yourself into a heart attack. Why not? Yeah. Power Very much outside. so. <sighs> okay. All right. Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. It gets it gets ignored because of everything that's come since. But Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. Oh, I'm not like that. You're right. The train scene is amazing. But mm-hmm. Spider-Verse, man. Yeah, I love Spider-Verse. No argument. There's, you know, I think there's more good Spider-Man movies than there are bad Spider-Man movies. Maybe that's a controversial take, but I really believe that. Hmm. Um, Maybe. All right. First... I have I have to ask, who's yeah. Joey Sweatpants? Oh, Joe, this Joey Garcia. He's a uh, kid I coached in, when he was in high school, and now he he's a young man who's a um, uh, young. Uh, how do how do I define this? He's a psychologist. You know, he's a social worker. Oh, okay. He's just, he's just a buddy of mine. It's just I, I love that it's one of those names. You just love those names. He's also trying to be a rap star, and Sweatpants is his thing. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Now I get it. Okie dokie. Got to make sure he knows he gets a sweat, gets a name drop. That's it, man. These Gen Z kids, they're different. They're just different. Uh, ask him if he's planning any uh, COVID parties. All right. No, 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 no. He's, <laughs> my kids are smarter than this. I'll tell you that okay, right now. Okay. All right. All right. I hope, let's, I hope. let's move on to some of our, our fans now. Um, of course, we talked about the rumor that Ben Affleck might be returning as uh, Batman for HBO Max. <laughs> and Timothy Jones said, I think there have been way too many versions of Batman in film. I did like Bale, but I hated the blanket for a cape. I also liked Affleck the best, but I'm anxious to see Patterson's Batman. I just hope they don't make him a vampire bat. <laughs> um, Which is canon for certain parts certain universes in the dcu or dc extended universe yeah so 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 but he brings up an excellent point like people talked about star wars fatigue are we gonna have batman fatigue i think we have batman fatigue right now i don't think we'll know it until a movie kind of falters a little bit more than it should have but i definitely think we have it how do you think robert patterson got the part it's like (laughs) it's like you know fatigue from you know the casting it's gotta be like oh just just throw robert patterson in there why because my daughter liked him <laughs> to be fair i think that same we had that same thing before batman begins came out granted there's six years no eight years between uh batman and robin and batman begins but i mean they had a hard time getting that off the ground because the thought was oh the public is sick of batman well, and yeah, then but... Batman Begins was kind of a quiet release. Like it wasn't, it didn't have a big marketing machine behind it. Like DC just kind of released it in the summer of 2005, and it wound up doing pretty good. Yeah, well, one of the few times they got Batman right. You know, it is. That's, that's, that's a good trilogy. Do, do you guys? Do you guys yeah, ever watch um, the pitch meetings by Screen Rant on YouTube? No, oh, who doesn't? Oh, really? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, they're oh. hysterical. You'd love them. They're really quick, too, so they'd fit your schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're only like a couple minutes. And it's it, – I can't remember the guy's name, but he basically – he does both roles. He's the writer pitching to the producer, and they go back and forth talking, and it's like, here's my ideas for the movie. And the producer's like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. He, the writer basically says everything that's stupid that happens in these movies. And, uh, like he just, says that he says the things you're 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 thinking in your head, like you, J.D., being a movie person that you are, you know, all the all the problems with, you know, character development, all that things you're saying in your head while you're watching movie. He's saying them out loud. And it's Ryan George. Um, OK. And he's he's uh, the one, I just saw the Batman ones today for the, the Nolan Batmans. I watched 
back to back, the three of them. And he's like, yeah, so, um, the, he's, he, he's, uh, being trained by these secret ninjas. And then, uh, Ducard brings a, a man for him to kill. And, and, you know, Bruce Wayne won't kill him. And it's like, oh yeah, he's got his one rule. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So then he like blows the place up. Wait, he blows the place up. <laughs> what, aren't all those people going to die? He's like, oh yeah. Uh, um, uh, Razo Gould dies for sure. It's like, wait a minute. But what about his one rule? Well, we won't think about that. <laughs> that's very, but that's very Batman though. Like Batman won't has an issue with actively killing somebody, but he passively kills a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of maiming that goes on in Batman. Like, I won't kill him, but I'll make sure he's in physical therapy for the rest of his life. Well, mm-hmm. until they put machine guns on the Batmobile in Batman v Superman. They did that in Batman, the original, in 89, though, too. Oh, yeah. No, the 89. Uh, he blew. Remember, he dropped somebody in a manhole cover and a bomb after him. Remember that? That was in Batman Returns. Oh, right. Yeah. Batman, in Batman 89, he does drop a bomb inside the Axis chemical plant and clearly kills... All of the well, all the Joker's henchmen that were stationed inside the, the factory. Well, mm. okay, fine. Because the machine guns on the Batmobile on the eighty nine, he only uses to cut the door open to go through. That's true. Now, all, all I can say is Batman's PR guy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Paging Jeff Johns. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. All right. So another thing that we talked about again. People love the Evil Dead movies, so because they're, they're great. We got some more feedback on on uh, on the Evil Dead re- reboot. Um, Volsker chimed in again. He said, "To clarify my prior comment, I meant like a new repassing of the torch, since technically the show does that, which means they could pick up where the show left off. The previous reboot wasn't horrible, pardon me, and was to be more horror than comical. So yeah, because he was talking about." In his last comment, he said, you know, this would be like a passing of the torch. But, yeah, the show was kind of meant to do that, and it didn't. Um, the Gorilla Brain podcast said, I'll try it. I despised the remake for years because I couldn't let the fanboy go. Now I consider it one of the best movies in the last 15 years. Um, that's a bold statement. Hmm. Yeah. One of, one of the best movies of the past 15 years yeah i mean especially when those there's uh 11 marvel movies in there i mean there's a lot of great movies wow wow yeah no i wouldn't call it one of the best horror movies the last 15 years yeah Yeah. especially in the 2010s were a really good decade for like independent horror films yeah wow wow you need to reevaluate your statements sir sorry ray um all right, the reality indie adventures comics you'll love said nothing will ever compare to the series. It outdid the movies and was absolutely freaking brilliant from start to finish. But heck, let them give it a try. And of course, it's a gif of Ash catching the chainsaw on his hand in midair, or on his stump. On his stump, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, the show was good, but I don't know. I still think Army of Darkness is, like, hard to beat. See, I, I agree with the Gorilla Brain's next tweet in that Evil Dead 2 is a masterpiece. I think Evil Dead 2 is the best of the series. Because yeah. it's, main, it's mainly Bruce Campbell just playing off, of, like, some rubber. That's the first one that I saw, too. I never saw Evil Dead 1 until after I 
discovered it by seeing Evil Dead well, 2. I mean, so I, I had to go back and watch it. I, but I, I mean, think it's, most people did that. I think, I think yeah. most people discovered it Evil Dead 2. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, from my understanding, and, and JD, you maybe you know the, this more than I do. From my understanding, like the first movie was, uh, they were trying to take it seriously, but like people are like, this is, <laughs> this is weird, this is goofy. So that's kind of why the two is almost a remake of one mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but they just went really hard into the comedy side, you know, overdoing it, like, ex- you know, way too much blood and all that kind of stuff. But that's when uh, it got really fun. Yes. yes they steer into this kid because there's moments of, I don't know if it's unintentional hilarity because they reached did reshoot large chunks of that movie. Yeah. Um, because they just, they realized tonally it was off and, they just had fun with the first one. They're making a horror film, but like, you know, clearly we're having a wink and a nod. By the time the second one comes around, they're, they're straight up horror comedy. Like there was a wave of, of movies in the early to mid eighties that were straight up horror comedies. Like they played them serious, but there's a lot of horror elements to it. Like, like right. the howling or, um, the gremlins is another example of a horror yeah. comedy, a house. Like there's oh, a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of examples of that from that particular era. And um, even like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and Friday the 13th movies took a more of a humorous tone as they went on. Because people were having a lot of fun with these horror movies. And Evil Dead is right in that zeitgeist. Yes, and both Norm and um, uh, who was the mailman from Cheers? Cliff. Cliff. They they were both in, in uh, one of the house movies. So That's right. Oh. Well, you mean... House movies like the the house movies like the one, what what's the guy the greatest American hero was in one of those, um, William Cat. Yeah, Cat? William Cat was in one of those, wasn't he? Was he? I don't remember that. Uh, I don't know. To the internet's. They're haunted house stories, but I mean they're all yeah. they're kind of, you know they're they're a wink and a nod. Yeah, exactly. 1986. He was in he was in House in 198 the first one. He, he was, was in I the. About that. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how that's how I I figure out movies and how they're related to the greatest American hero in that cast. He's also in Carrie. Yes, yes he is. Nice guy, nice mm-hmm. guy, who is a good person the entire time, but still feels the wrath of Carrie at the end because he's unconscious. Poor <laughs> bastard. Yes. I feel bad for him. Sorry. Continue. That's one of those breaking the horror movie rules. Um, and then finally, the local bard said, I love the first remake, so I'm optimistic about this. So hmm. so we shall see. I don't know. Again, without Bruce Campbell, what's the point? I bet he's like 30. Because I think that's a generational thing. Like I think if you grew up with the Evil Dead movies, like I think it's really hard to replace that. But I think if you discovered the the remake early in your life, you kind of have a special place for it. Yeah. I've seen that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then finally... We talked about the Muppets uh, now coming to Disney Plus, and again, once again, our good friend Timothy Jones said, "Anything the Muppets do, I love. I hope the new show holds up just as well. The Muppet Show was iconic and had great guests. The puppeteers were amazing. I have great respect for anyone who can have their arm up something furry and bring it to life." <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a funny way of putting it. That is. Tim, do you have a cat or a dog? Do they run away from you? <laughs> I was going to no. say, is going to say insert oh. sour grapes joke, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's so right. Hard harsh for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh as long my as goodness! It, as long as it doesn't follow like the you know the the way they're changing other stuff, 
so like you know um beaker isn't always trying to be killed or whatever it's like yeah well well the thing with the thing with that is like they already tried going a completely different direction with the muppets with uh the tv show and it didn't kind of it really didn't work so i kind of think the second tv show you mean yeah i think they, um, they they'll be smart to go back to the original formula um, I didn't hate the TV show as much as other people did, but I mean, it was just too, I think it just brought, I think doing the Muppets as 30 Rock just brought too much of a somber tone to the characters. Yeah. There's got to be moments of just ludicrousness. And yeah. And there crazy. wasn't, a, yeah, there wasn't enough ludicrousness. There was, like you said, there, like it just, and some of it was just too weird. Like, like the fact that Fozzie was dating the woman from uh, Garfunkel and Oates, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around that. Like it was a bridge too far. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like I wanted to like that show more than I did. I was telling my kid the other day, my one of my favorite cartoon shows growing up was Muppet Babies. I loved that show. <laughs> You're it was just good, the right though. age like, for that. It, it was perfect. Age for that. Brilliant writing. It was. It was like it was geared like right to me. It was little kids Muppets with like big imaginations. Like that's how I met the Muppets. Like I didn't know who the Muppets were before Muppet Babies. Like it was a literally literally a show that spoke to. I felt like me personally. And uh, and my generation, if you will, mm, it's a good way to it's a good way to have met them, though. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Well, on that note, boys and girls, if you want to know more about how to follow us on social media, so you can be a part of social media madness, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network includes great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right, Don, thank you for those uh, kind pre-recorded words. And if you uh, have a chance, don't forget to check out the D-Square podcast, uh, where him and his brother, Volsker, who uh, is a contributor to Social Media Madness a lot, uh, discuss comics and uh, other nerdy stuff. The House so, of D. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Hey, did you guys notice that Social Media Madness wasn't nearly as, like, excruciating this week? That's oh, because I... we have so little news to talk about that we're willing to talk about anything at this point. Yes. Yes, yes. There wasn't well, it also much Muppet Baby, so you know. There wasn't much news to talk about this week. Um, uh, so starting off, we did get a first look at uh, the new animated series coming to um, 
CBS All is it CBS All Access? All Access, yeah. And it's uh, the Star Trek Lower Decks uh, cartoon. Uh, did you guys have a chance to watch the trailer? And and what did you think, John? Uh, being a Trekkie, lifelong Trekkie, uh, it's got promise. Um, between that and Picard, that's enough for me to get CBS All Access at least for a little bit to watch all the episodes. Um, I might wait until they put up all the episodes first, but otherwise, I mean, it, it, it seemed pretty good. It see, it, that's going to be a tricky line to walk. I mean, like between car, trying to keep it like within the trick universe and at the same time, it, you know, the cartoon humor and, and situations. So, you know, they have to have keep, they have to be able to keep enough flavor of actual Star Trek in order to make it work. I right. think so. Um, but it, it, the trailer seemed to walk that line pretty well. So we'll see. I, I mean, there were a few things that you wouldn't see in a normal track episode, but, but uh, otherwise, yeah, um, we'll see. How about you, JD? Any thoughts? Is, isn't this kind of the tone that, that we thought we were going to get with the Orville? Yeah, yes. I know. Right. You're right. Except the Orville turned into like, like a much better Star Trek, like a Star Trek show. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't have CBS All Access. I don't think this show is for me necessarily. Um, I'm curious to see how it takes off, though, like if it hits the audience is looking for. I don't know. All right. I guess I'll be the uh, the, the voice of dissent here. Um, <gasps> There's a surprise. Well, I mean, in all honesty, number one, again, like I said, I don't think there's been a good uh, anything good written for Star Trek since Gene Roddenberry passed. But... Also, like, I don't think when you're trying to do, when you're trying to parody yourself, I don't think it works, you know? Mm. And that's, that's, that's the issue I have. It's like, you know, you're, you're creating this parody cartoon and you're going hardcore with it. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, it's, I, I don't know. It just feels like, like if it was a different show that was Star Trek like, you know, same, like it was a, some kind of, base fleet and um like the orville you know and then it was a cartoon and they it was this comedy i'd probably be like oh cool i'll check it out it looks funny but making it star trek it's just like uh, i kind of feel like you're kicking something i love in the nuts mm, yeah i mean i i yeah i again like i said it's that it's gonna have a really really fine line to walk yeah and and like if they fall off that line, it could go one of two ways. Either it could just be like, I don't know, another Teen Titans go, <laughs> or um, the or, hell you say, <laughs> <laughs> or it could go, or it could like wander into uh, Orville territory and just become a better Star Trek, only in animated form. Who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So I don't know. It's not enough for me to to. to to sign up for all access yet so well like i said i might but only after everything's out oh then i'll borrow your password all right um you didn't hear that on here no 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 one heard that all right hey it could be worse it could be rick berman you know writing the show so or producing Ah, <laughs> uh, moving on um so apparently this has been all over the place we have our new batwoman for the tv show Javica Leslie. I have no idea who she is. She seems to be a fairly 
yeah, like she hasn't been in a lot of stuff. She hasn't been around that long. Um, and she is taking over for Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Uh, so now all that's left is how the hell are they going to introduce this? Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, but I also kind of think it's interesting that they cast someone that wasn't like, I'm not going to say Ruby Rose was a huge name, but she had been in enough stuff where people knew who she was. Hey, and, she was, she was in what the Megalodon movie. So <laughs> well, the shark movie. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And she was in orange. This is new black. She was in yeah. uh, a couple other movies. So it's like, so now replacing her with, you know, like, again, I said a fair relative unknown. Like she's been in a bunch of short films. Uh, she's been on a TV movie that I've never heard of. A couple of series that I've never heard. Who's what the hell is Hello Cupid reboot and Chef Julian? Oh, okay. I, she, she was on two episodes of MacGyver. So it's like the new just, one, not the old one. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a weird left turn to me. Not really. This is kind of what CW does when they cast people. Like who really heard of uh, like Justin Hartley? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That was the old uh, Green Arrow. Uh, whoever heard of uh, Stephen Mel? When he got mm. cast as Green Arrow, whoever heard of Grant Gustin, aside from the people that watch Glee, you know, like this is kind of what they do. They find young well, stars who were willing to work a little on the cheap and they give them a break. So uh, I don't know much about her. I think it's a weird situation to be in when the the person playing the, the comic, the derived character decides they want out. I mean, you can either recast the character, which is kind of weird, but it's been done, or you can do what they're doing and try a new direction. I mean, they're trying something. I don't know so, if it's going to work, but they're trying. So, so I mean, yeah, that's two things there to unpack. Number one, um, it, it is tough for her because people who like the show and liked Ruby Rose as, as uh, uh, Cassandra Kane and, and Batwoman. Which I did. I liked her as Kate Kane. Um, now, all of a sudden, there's a, you know, now this actress has to fill those shoes. And either and people are either going to hate her just because they like Ruby Rose, or she has to win them over, you know. And that that sucks because usually like the first season people give you a pass because like you, the crew, all the other actors, you're getting your footing, right? Right. But now she's got double trouble. Like you said, she's got to fill Ruby Rose's shoes for the people that really like Ruby Rose, but she also has to be good for people coming in to see, you know, for the first time that, that, you know, so she, she has to be like almost perfect and it's going to be, it's going to be hard. Okay. I'm going to use a dated reference here. Like when Shelley Long leaves cheers yep. and they bring in Christy Alley, it works, but the show changes, right? right? Like the dynamic of the show and the dynamic of the character, like the show had already been becoming more about the relationships of the characters more so than, than the Sam and Diane thing. When Shelley Long leaves part of the reason she left, by the time Kirstie Alley comes in, it's really all about the players in the bar, not just this one relationship the show kind of revolves around, mm-hmm. you know? So the show is going to have to change a little bit. The question is, is will people dig the change? And I don't know. I don't know enough about, like, how people are, what they were thinking of Batwoman beforehand. But the fact that it's only season one, may, I mean, like, it's, it's all or nothing. It's either people are really going to take this right away or it's not going to work. The state of television right now, they're not going to cancel in six weeks. They're going to give it a season. And so, that, yeah. Right. And that brings me up to the other thing is that, like, this is being completely created for the TV show. This, The idea here, because they're not replacing her, the actress, 
just in the same role, this is a new character that's going to be Batwoman, which I don't understand how they're going to explain that. But well, you could, back to what we we're saying, you could also go the third route and do the hey, they regenerate now. So do you do you now like are you going to are you ticking off comic book fans or before the show comes out, do you get a do you introduce the character in the comics? I don't know if they have enough time. Comics need a lot of lead time to do something. If they aren't working, if they just announced it right now, there's no way. Well, yeah, 20, I don't know. In a, 2021. Yeah, got yeah. Till the end so of the they've year. Got, they've got time to do something if they want to. And in this world of corporate synergy, they'll probably do something. Kate Kane is a popular enough character in the comics that they're not going to get rid of her just to um, just to align, you know, synergistically. But it probably would not be a bad idea for them to bring her into the comics. Um, I don't like I said, I don't know. Like they I, they Ruby Rose really kind of painted them into a corner. Yeah. Like, what are you going to what are you going to do? Like, this is kind of unprecedented where the lead of a superhero show walks out the door so early into it. You know, um, I, I mean, I credit them. They're trying something. If it works, it's going to be, she'll be a character. Like, if it works, it's going to be like a Miles Morales thing where it sticks. If it doesn't, it's going to be like um, Jackson from uh, from Aquaman when they try to make Aqualad, when they try to make the Calderon Aqualad into hmm. uh, the brightest day Aquaman, Aqualad, excuse me, and it didn't, it didn't take, you know, because the characters were so different. So we'll see what happens. Alright. I, I I agree. We'll have to see what happens. I, I just, um, I'm nervous for this oh, poor it's actor. weird. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's all going to come out of how charming is she. Right, because that's another thing, right? Because, again, if 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 she's given a bad script and, and people don't like the story, like, yeah. does that hurt her career, too? My, I mean, these all, all acting careers are, are a series of choices. Yeah. Right? And sometimes you get dealt a bad hand with your acting career, and you either got to reboot it or overcome it or make it work for you. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows how this is going to play out. We're talking about what, what she has going in her advantage is that there's no expectations on the character. So she really gets to make it her own. Like, they don't have to check boxes or fit into people's preconceived notions of what it is. Like, she gets to she gets to invent the character and make it hers. True. Which is kind of nice for her. Yeah. No, that that's very true. So, so Javika, we, we wish you well. Uh, and we yeah. know you're listening, because... Everyone in Hollywood listens to this podcast. All right. Um, Speaking of reboots um, and rebooting characters and Batman fatigue, there is a new Gotham Batman list TV show coming to HBO Max, uh, which will follow the Gotham police. We just got rid of the last one. (laughs) It's literally the same exact show. Come on. Um, however, the difference here is Matt Reeves is involved with the show and is saying it will serve as a prequel to the Batman movie. But we just got that. We literally did just get this. However, I think I don't I don't like this idea, but because Gotham was such drizzling shit. <laughs> what I like about nice. this is there's is there they have the uh, the showrunner Terrence Winter, who's the showrunner of Boardwalk Empire, good show from HBO, is in charge of this. He's going to be running the show, and they're also going to be doing Greg Rucka and um, Bruce. Uh, they're going to be about Brad Brubaker's uh, Gotham Central, 
as an inspiration, which they said Gotham was going to be. But if you watched Gotham, you went, this is nothing like Gotham Central. No. Like, Gotham Central was a super grounded show that happened to be in Gotham City, a city with with a vigilante and weird villains. So if they can keep true to that and not just make it a, hey, Batman show, nudge, nudge, you know, I think it could be all right. I just want to know who wished on a monkey's paw to get a second series for Gotham. That's all. I mean, come on. I just I I don't I, I don't get it. it. It's like and and people like this show, but I'm like, it makes no sense to have all of Batman's villains in a show and not have Batman. Like, doesn't anyone get that? If there's if there's no super villains on the show, I'll be fine with it because I agree. Like I remember the first season I was watching Gotham was I was dealing with because my wife was watching it and I looked at her and said, by the time this kid becomes Batman, all these villains are going to be on AARP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think this is true. what I was hoping when they had when they brought the penguin in in the first, you know, right away, Cobblepot, I was really hoping for a Smallville-esque show where the kid is on a journey becoming Batman and Cobblepot is on a journey becoming the penguin. And that's the, that's the journey you give us on the show. They did not do that. They did not do that. No, they brought in the League of Shadows. They they. They gave us the Joker. I mean, it was just like serious. And, and literally just about everybody, right? I mean, he gave us Joker twice. Like, mm-hmm. and I think they did the Court of Owls, which kind of works because that's predates Batman and in, in continuity. So I mean, I kind of bought into that. But like, <laughs> exactly. It's and like then, at that point, it's like, great, let's watch the Court of Owls own everybody because. You know, who's going to stand up to him at this point? And that's be kind of cool if you had like a young Gordon trying to fight against the Court of Owls. Like I could get into that, you know, but I mean, I don't understand the desire to have Batman without Batman. I don't know. Batman fatigue. Well, but that's contributing to the Batman fatigue, right? Yeah, I mean, that is. Yeah. I mean, we, have, we, we haven't talked about uh, uh, we, we mentioned it before and uh we haven't talked about it since, and I don't even know what channel it's on or anything, but there's also that Pennyworth series. I forgot oh, about that. I mean, Alfred too. Pennyworth before he becomes the butler for the Waynes. What? Which they made fun of in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yes. I could, is that a BBC show? I have, I don't know. I, I Me don't. neither. I literally don't know. I, um, I don't so care. We, we have not had uh, – we have – had a Batman in the like a, a live action Batman in the cultural zeitgeist since t- 2005. That's 15 years of being fed a pretty <clears throat> consistent diet of Batman in film and television. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of and fatigued. Of, yeah, and of course, according to this, there is going to be a season two of Pennyworth. Which which channel is it on? I have no idea. I'm looking at IMDb right now. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, I don't. I'm looking it up, but it's not telling me what channel. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, Epics. Epics. The hell hell is that? Oh, it's from the same, it's from Bruno Heller, the same guy, the showrunner of Gotham. So it's in that universe, or is it a prequel to Gotham? No, but it's on Epics. It's like whatever TV channel the Epics is on. (laughs) It's one of those fake streaming channels. That's not a real Uh. channel. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that that goes to show, I mean, like, 
it's like you said, you hadn't heard. We none of us have heard about it in a while. It they did some promos for it and then it just vanished. Does, like I haven't heard anything. It's been on. It's been a network for for ten years. This <laughs> epics. I have never seen. It must not be I, a part of the cable package I used to have. Oh, it's on Comet TV. We do get. I think I get Comet TV with my Roku. I have right. to check this out. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling out all of the nerds that listen to this show. I want you to tell me if you're watching Pennyworth and if any of us should watch it, because I think it's probably a giant train wreck, but I could be wrong. So tell us what you think of Pennyworth if you're watching it. Well, now now that you've reminded me, like, I'm I'm never, I don't know about you guys, but with this covid thing, I'm running out of things to stream. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, why not? All right. All right. Now we're going to move on to our new favorite segment. And I wasn't going to keep doing it, but I actually got feedback from a couple of people who listened to the show saying, oh, I loved when you guys talked about the rumors. <laughs> and, there's a, rumors. and there isn't a lot of news. And all I have to say is if you want to know what the latest rumors are, people, just go to We Got This Covered. So I can make stuff up, too. This one has been floating around for a while. Um, we haven't really talked about it. I, it makes no sense whatsoever. But... Of course, we're going to talk about it now and get your takes on it. Ryan Reynolds to cameo as Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Uh, it's it's because he needs more jokes for the next Deadpool movie. <laughs> um, so, 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 John, do you feel there's any truth to this whatsoever? Well, when you're dealing with Ryan Reynolds, you, you, you really can't uh, discount anything, but... Uh, I think, I think when he, when he went back in time and shot himself when he was reading the, the Lantern, Green Lantern, the script, yeah. Uh, script, yeah, I, I, I think that showed his true feelings for that universe. And I don't, I wouldn't say he's go, he'd go back. Okay. What about you, JD? No, cause nothing's being shot right now. Well, like most true. production, not most productions being halted on just about everything. And like, and you have, to, you have to force it in. Like, I think that's just a rumor. Even, even if they restarted, they're all stopping again, right? Because yeah. we're having the, the <laughs> we're having the resurgence. Southern so, California just got shut down again today. So, so, no. right. so I will say this. When Justice League was coming out, originally there was a rumor Green Lantern was going to be featured in it. Obviously, that didn't happen. So there are some people that feel there was already scenes with someone playing Green Lantern, but they never announced an actor, so I, I call bull on that. And also, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie is so widely panned and really didn't do well, I can't believe they would want him to come back anyway. Yeah, well, Zack Snyder. Zack, no. And he wanted his <laughs> own thing, though, because that's not his movie. That wasn't his vision right, of right. what things should be. Like, I think there was rumors about a Green Lantern-like scene, so it wouldn't surprise me if they inserted some Guardians or a green zip in the air that represents right. something, but no, not Ryan Reynolds. Well, when, I, I, when they were in Justice League, when they were um, when they were describing, like, where the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. came from, they, there was a Green Lantern in there. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, and they saw the green <laughs> ring fly off, so... Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's what we get for Green Lantern, because, like, they don't want that. That's just, no. And believe me, <laughs> if anybody tried to will that into existence, it would be Ryan Reynolds. And, like, the fact that he hasn't said anything 
or even tease anything makes me think it's not. And maybe the same guy with the monkey's bow got a new Gotham series of couldn't bring that. Down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, it'd punish us all. It's 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 worth it for the monkey's bow. <laughs> speaking of punish. Speaking mm. of punish, there you go. Perfect segue. Oh uh, my god, I did one by accident. Yay. Marvel <laughs> will be rebooting the Punisher with John Berthenol. Ber- Burnfall? Burnfall. Um, Burn. um, uh, Is this the one from, you know, and this rumor, we got to cover this? Or? This rumor, this, I, I saw it on We Got Discovered, but it's spread so much that it's even now on IMDb, people. Well, no, yeah, but it's IMDb quoting We Got Discovered. <laughs> where's like the they, at the end of it say it gives you a link to we got discovered so oh, oh well, here's the, where where's the reboot john bernthal played the punisher in on the netflix marvel i mean that that was tangentially connected to the marvel uh the mcu so i mean that's if they did another show with him which i don't know if they can because of the netflix contracts uh, that wouldn't be a reboot that would just be a show yeah well, that, so by the time, that would be the same continuity by the time everybody can start filming again, the contra- the Netflix contract might go, you know, the was it the non-compete clause might go out of uh, out pop. of time. I don't know what the contract status is with those things, but that's not a reboot. I know like it's, it'd be a reboot if they just like started all over again with the same true. guy. That doesn't make sense. This is a dumb rumor. This is people don't even know what the word reboot means. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: I did see people posting like when the pun, not the pun, the Daredevil one was up. So, so the contracts, are, it was like two years, and I, so a bunch of them are up already. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it, it doesn't make sense, um, you know, and again, reboot, or, or do they want to, like, have Punisher show up in one of the movies they're working on and just and have, here's, have him play him, you know? Here's what doesn't make sense either, is the Punisher has never been successful. Like, they've been, how many Punisher movies have they had and how little have they made? Oh, we have been, been, yeah, the Punisher movies are on the level of, you know, I want to punish myself. I'm going to go see a Neil Breen show. Or <laughs> I, I enjoy Whoa. the Thomas Jane one. I like the Thomas Jane one, but it never really feels like the Punisher. But, mm. I mean, he's never really done anything. And I don't think the Netflix show – I could be wrong on this, so if I'm wrong, someone will correct me – but I don't think the Netflix show like blew the doors off the rating off of the Netflix ratings as far as the rest of the MCU stuff went. Like I think it did all right, but I mean like yeah. like I don't understand this idea of rebooting with the same character. Like it wouldn't be rebooting; it would just be restarting. Like this is I bringing think people, him back. Like, yeah. Well, I just think people like to throw the word reboot around because it's buzzworthy now. It's it's it doesn't make sense. Well, what were we talking about last year? Uh, last week it was a uh, deboot or unboot. 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 Yeah, I forget what he said. So Which is what it would be. I mean, it would just it wouldn't even be that. It would just be, hey, we're making another Punisher with the same guy mm. that made the Punisher. Right, right, and exactly. Which would make him all canon. Which would then probably make a lot most of the Netflix stuff canon. But I mean, except it, it, except for Danny, they'll wipe him from from existence. <laughs> but I mean, like it kind of was to begin with. Like they tried to make it tangential to the MCU, and and Feige just kind of ignored it. I mean, maybe he won't. Now, if he brings that, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, don't yeah. I, I believe this one because of the wording and because of everything involved. I believe this one less than I believe Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Strong Fair words. Enough. All right. And the last one I love because of the, the little detail everywhere. I see this talked about this detail is added. And I'm like, 
that's what it's like. No, that this is what makes it false. So Robert Downey Jr. is returning to the MCU. Um, now, of course, we all know that he's he is supposed to be in a cameo in Black Widow, but of course that takes place before the events of Endgame. Um, but this is saying that he's possibly coming back to do the voice of like the AI in Spider-Man's suit. And the reason that he's like the reason he's coming back and coming back so quickly is because the Doolittle movie failed miserably at the box office. And that did more than fail, man. I mean, that was a flame out into a into a volcano that Rodan was about to destroy. Like there that that movie was like one of the worst ever made. Um but we're talking about Robert Downey Jr. He can have a movie fail and it doesn't affect him at all. Oh, yeah. No, no. He can do whatever he wants. So, so that's, is a, here's a question. Is a movie with a $175 million budget that box office is $225 million a, a, a traumatic failure? It made that much? I thought it yeah. didn't. That's what I'm reading. So it made back. It made bank, basically. It made it. I mean, it didn't make bank, but it, it more than broke even. Like if, if these numbers are legit, which I don't know, I can't quote the source, but that would mean it probably made back its budget plus its advertising budget. Like it's not a hit, but I mean, like this isn't. They, they've not, made bit worse movies for for less. Basically. Yeah, I mean, this isn't terrible. At the same time, I mean, like wh- wh- Robert Downey Jr. made a bad movie, like a movie doesn't make a lot of money, even though fall, you know, there's fallacy in that. Does he need money now to come back and be Tony Stark? Hmm. What would be the impetus for him to do it? Like, the man has more money than God. And they gave him a really good character arc to bring him back now would yeah. almost, like, disrespect that, wouldn't it? Right. I mean, the idea is, well, that didn't work, so now we'll come back to Iron Man. That doesn't make sense. Mm. Like, he'd come back to Iron Man if he wa- if he decided, man, I miss playing Iron Man. Then just, I could see him doing it. Just, just so or, people... Or, or just, if they brought him back to actually officially pass the torch. Just so people know, Robert Downey Jr.'s current estimated worth is $300 million. So, yeah, he doesn't okay. need to act in the MCU, people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have more money than God, but he's got more money than a demigod. Mm-hmm. Like, he, <laughs> he acts because he, he gets bored. Like, that's what he does. He does for fun. Like, he made such a an absolute fortune on these Iron Man movies that... You know, he can get what he wants. Like well, he no, wasn't even—he he wasn't even acting them. They just—he just—he just did his Robert, Robert Downey Jr. thing. They trained cameras on him. That was it. I mean, I don't—I don't understand. Like, oh, it needs more. You know, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't that track. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, like when they throw the the you know his movie failed, so he needs money. Caveat in there. I'm like that that does nah, that that's what ruins it. You know now if. <laughs> If it came out, if they were saying like he missed the character, he doesn't feel he doesn't feel like he was finished with him, then fine. But at the same time, I kind of think he feels like he's done. Yeah, he wouldn't have left in the first place if he didn't feel like he was done. Right. Like actors don't like playing these roles forever. Even even Kelsey Grammer got tired of playing Doctor Fraser Crane. No. <laughs> Say it isn't so. He did. That's why he hasn't done any of them since 2004. Like, I just. I don't know if people understand how much money these people have. You know? I don't think they do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, if he wanted to, if he thought it would be fun, I could see him doing that. But I think the failure at the abject, we'll say failure of Doolittle is not the impetus of it. Mm. Yeah. I think I though, call I call cockamamie. You call cockamamie. 
All right, so out of the three rumors, which is the most believable? <laughs> hmm. I'm thinking. Uh, the, yeah. the John Barenthal one, because like I think that I think that actually could happen, but they're not going to reboot it. Right. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I could see him. I could see them saying, "Hey, let's bring him back to be the Punisher." That makes complete sense. That tracks. But the idea that they would like pretend that the that the, his Netflix show and Daredevil never happened, I don't, I don't, I can't process that. That's not real. Yeah, I, I agree because the other two are just, I mean, Ryle Reynolds going into a um, a character that he hated <laughs> into yeah, to to work with Snyder, who I would I didn't know, um, <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Going back, like we said, yeah, I'd say John Bernthal is probably the more now, likely of the three. Now, let's say this Snyder thing works well for, for HBO Max. I don't think it's going to, but let's just no. play with me. Let's say it's going to, <laughs> and it, it begins people to want the sequel to this movie. Now, if you say he's going to get Ryan Reynolds to play Green Lantern, sure, I'll go for that. But them shoehorning him into this movie, it's not. that's just not going to happen. Hmm. Does anyone want Ryan Reynolds to play Green Lantern again? Does Ryan Re- the real question is does Ryan Reynolds want to play Green Lantern again? And and I refer you back to um you know the previous discussion about hey he went back in time and shot himself when he was reading that script so I don't think he wants to be part of that anymore. Yeah, nobody seemed to enjoy that and it's not something he looks back on and talks about fondly like he does Deadpool. Like he's super mm. connected to Deadpool, but he was always miscast as Green Lantern, and I think he knows that. And I don't, I don't know. He never seems to be the kind of guy. Like man, that was fun. I <laughs> thought <laughs> well, he did act with his. That was that's his wife on there, right? That was she yeah. Played, that's where he met his wife. So. Yeah, there's the one thing, one good thing about it, probably. Speaking of horribly miscast, Blake Lively as Carol Ferris. Terrible casting. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Well, that that's as bad as What's-Her-Face for um, Superman Returns as Lois Lane. Oh, yeah, and Kate Bosworth as Lois Kate Lane. Kate Bosworth. Yeah. 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 yeah, she was like 24, and she was playing a, a, a single mother of like a 10-year-old. That made like no sense. Like she, that movie. She didn't have the gravitas of a middle schooler. She, there's no way she could stand up to Lois, the character of Lois Lane. You know, I but, don't think she's a bad actress. I just think she was miscast, and I think that it was misdirected. Brandon Routh has proven to be pretty good. And mm. I think he, just based on – because I did go back and finally checked out some of the uh, the crisis stuff. He, you know, I liked what he was doing as Superman. It could have It could have worked. But Brian Singer, I just don't think really clicked with that material. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Brian Singer clicks with a lot of material. <laughs> you didn't you picked X-Men as your movie. All right. All right. Yes. But a it was because of point. what it's because of what that movie did. Not because of that. He's Brian made some bad. No, fair enough. And he's made some bad movies and he's made some good movies. And it sounds like he's kind of a shitty person. But as far as like just a pure filmmaker goes, I do think he's got some good stuff. Like Days of Future Past was good. X-Men and X2 were good. You know, Superman lived, or what was it called? Superman Returns yeah. sucked. Yeah. But again, I think it's also that's an issue where number one, the idea of it being a loose sequel off of Superman two made no sense. Made no sense. And then two, like I don't think he got. It's another person I just didn't think got the character of Superman. No. Mm. 
No, I don't think a lot of filmmakers get the character of Superman, to be quite honest with you. Dick Donner got the Silver Age Superman. Like, as you watch Superman 78, that's that's the Silver Age Superman. Right, right. Right? That's, that, that makes sense. What I have not seen is someone get the, uh, the Burn Era On version of Superman, which is a different Superman. Like, um, that guy's a little bit different. A little bit, not a lot. But, I mean, I think that – I don't think anyone's quite clicked with him yet. Well, that Except goes to them. Yeah. That goes to the writers, though. I mean, like, not that's a lot point. of writers get Superman either. No, that's oh. true. That's true. But, like, that's the, the writers write with the director. Like, the director's in charge. So you mm-hmm. write something. Like, Akiva Goldsmith's won an Oscar, but he also wrote Batman and Robin. So the man's capable of writing good scripts. But that's what they wanted. You know, when you have a job, work right. for hire, you're, you're paid to do the job. But there are a lot of writers who don't get Superman. There's no argument for me on that. You're not you're not mm-hmm. hired for artistic integrity. <laughs> Not when you're not when it's not when it's a work for hire, man. You do the job. There was one last rumor I heard, currently heard on a podcast that I completely forgot about. And uh, since we're talking about Superman, uh, the 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 rumor is there is another Justice League movie in the works, and they're calling it Justice League Rebirth. Oh Jesus, Christ me, God damn it! The Snyder movie or someone else is connected to it. So the, the no one's no one's connected to it yet. This is just the. Uh, the idea, the script idea is floating around apparently at Warner Brothers. There's no. I buy that. I buy that someone that they paid someone to write a script. Like they always got to have stuff in development. So, and then the question was, is it Rebirth because they're going to use that branding from the Rebirth in the comics, or this? Are they going to follow the Rebirth storyline from the comics? Well, they've got like eight different Batmans, twelve different Jokers. I mean, you know, they could take their pick of who's going to make it into the final cut of the universe. <laughs> this sounds very much like a fan rumor to me because the Rebirth branding has a lot of equity in DC Comics, but I don't know. It does. It does. Like Rebirth. I Green hated Lantern, that version of Superman, Rebirth. by the way. Uh, there was a Superman Rebirth with the jeans. That was not that was not Superman Rebirth. That was just New Fifty Two. Oh. There's never been a series called Superman Rebirth. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm confusing the two. So go ahead. No, but I mean, like, so with like Jeff Johns specifically, Rebirth has been kind of a right. That thing was Green Lantern and Flash. That's right. Yeah, and I think there's a couple others that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. But I mean, like, I don't think that means anything to like regular people. Yeah. So do I? Do, would it surprise me if there was a script floating around that was commissioned by Warner Brothers with that title? No, it would not. Do I think that that eventual title will see light of day as a movie? No, I do not. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. You know, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Like, I think it's just someone said, "Oh, rebirth, make that work." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, no knowledge of the source material. Just oh, well, the word rebirth. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how it works <laughs> over at Marvel, but I've heard so many stories about like the scripts that are written for the DC movies are never what you finally get in the in the movie. Like they get rewritten a- so many times. But that's every movie. Like they keep a writer. Like every movie has the writer on set, so they can do rewrites as they're shooting. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, if you read a script, like, the script that gets greenlit is never, is never what you see in the film. Unless it's a small movie by, like, a, an auteur type of thing. But, I mean, in this day and age, it's just, it's not real. It's like comic. It's like, just like comics. Where, like, you know, you pitch and then you gotta, yes, yeah, so you can do it, but, but do X, do Y, do Z. 
and you got to make X, Y, and Z fit. That's, that's just the nature. I of can that, really, that really makes it feel like getting a good movie is an utter crapshoot. I, I know a movie. It's always been that way. I know a movie that's first draft script is what was used in the final product. What movie would that be? The Nightmare Before Christmas. But there you go. I mean, that's an auteur. That's Tim Burton. Hmm. You know, Tim Burton had, didn't write the screenplay. Who wrote the screenplay? Oh, it was a woman. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. That's a, that is, but it's also 1993 as compared, so it's probably 1991 when that happened. We're in a very different place than, than we were. That's almost 30 years ago. But that is still rare, even in that, even in that era. Especially in animation. Carolyn Thompson was this. Okay, well, animation, okay, animation is a different subject too, because in animation, you don't get to do a lot of rewrites, because everything's gotta be so carefully and meticulously storyboarded beforehand. Yeah. Like, you don't make a scene and go, this isn't working, and throw it all away. Like, you've got to figure that stuff out before. Okay. But, I mean, it doesn't, that is still, to be honest, that's still incredibly surprising. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, Tim Burton only had two notes uh, on the script when he was given it, so. That is, and that is such a good movie. My son absolutely loves it. He is convinced that Jack Skellington is, in fact, a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> he he is, though. He's that the new Disney um, was it online the do, the new Disney online video game the they uh, was it the they have all the mages on there and Jack Skellington's one of them yeah uh, he thinks Jack he says Jack's a superhero and he's absolutely convinced he could play him though yeah he, he's four we're not we're avoiding <laughs> video games huh. uh-huh. for now for now yeah for now it's it's a plague that it's a pox that will be upon my house but <laughs> my, my, we don't need to rush it. My wife always used to say that I uh, um, ruined our daughter because I gave her a Game Boy on her fifth birthday. And we he's got a tablet right now. Okay. Because it's it's easy to you know we're on the car he's being annoying okay tablet you know he he wears books and like you know it's a Kindle Fire but there are a couple games on there that he enjoys and I'm seeing the problems already. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think. On that note, we can we can go around and get some recommendations. And I think, J.D., you might recommend Don't Let Your Kids Play Video Games. I would recommend it, but it ain't going to happen to anybody. So <laughs> uh, John had a good one first. So I'll let John go because i got to think about it. Okay. New on Netflix, Warrior Nun. Now, wait, get wait, get wait. No, wait. It is nothing like you think. Oh, the, no, I'm disappointed. The, no, 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 no. It's better than Ooh. what you think. Way, way, way better. It is not the the characterization they have on this. Whoever the writer is, they're freaking genius. I love the show. So I was it's talking. Bingeable. I was talking to Joey earlier today. Um, they're actually watching it to review it for So Wizard Podcast, and he said it's the worst thing he's ever seen. It's not. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant because it's not, it it's it's actually high science fiction. Dave, you know I'm going to have to have an online debate or uh, um, an in-studio debate now. Oh. <laughs> now wait, have you watched it? No, now I want. Now I don't want to. Now I just want to watch them fight about it. Oh, 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 they, <laughs> oh okay. okay. Yeah. So Joey no. versus John, is that what we're talking yes, about? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Thunderdome. I, I'm, Two men enter, one man leaves. Okay. <laughs> leaves the video chat, right? Um, no, I really, I really did. I really, really liked it. It was like. Again, I'm running out of things to stream, so I figured, uh, you know, they're hyping it a lot. I'll give the first episode a try, and after that, I was damn, ho- I was really hooked. And it, it's the the 
it's not like your normal like you think it's going to be another like uh was it um was it uh, mocking jay or whatever um you know another Hunger Games. what yeah another Hunger Games. Hunger Games where they or 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 one of the others where you know young girl gets all the superpowers and blah 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 and in one respect it's like that but in the other the storyline is a long they're going for the long arc and there's a lot of stuff there's Chekhov's guns everywhere in this thing there's um right. there's really good characterizations i like it a lot i will say this um and i appreciate movies or movies and shows that go for the long arc uh i think joey's probably got a very short attention span so oh. that might be dude i've got adhd it. how the hell does he have a... <laughs> come on that's no excuse but um i mean oh again it it and it really dives into a a few really really bad things about the church too even though the the church the, i mean the church is the setting but it's almost it, but but the church itself is almost tertiary to the actual storylines and plot points it's kind of in, it's really cool i don't know so right. yeah there, there it is warrior nun I think give it a try. I, I will, apparently, you're either going to hate it or like it. I don't know. I will give it a try and report back next week. Mm. How about? Did you think of something, JD? Yeah. Um. So early last late, you know, early last week, I it occurred to me that I wasn't reading enough comics because I've just been so busy with my own stuff lately. So um, I checked out Comicsology Unlimited, which is kind of like the Kindle Unlimited model, where you pay like I think it's six bucks a month. And you get to just binge their library. And it seems like there's a lot of stuff. I haven't really checked it out. The first thing I dug into, uh, I'm a big horror fan, and I really enjoy Joe Hill, Stephen King's kid, his work. Um, NOS, NOS 482, Nosferatu, great book. Hmm. Heart Shaped Box, great book. But I've never read Lock and Key. So I downloaded the first uh, trade of the, the comic series Lock and Key. And it's old. It's from like probably... 2012, 2011, something like that. And I never read just it's something that was always on my list, but I just never quite got around to reading it. And so I started reading it last week and I'm way behind the times. I know Netflix has a show. I haven't watched it. I'm just reading the book. But man, is it really good? Like, it's just good horror. And it's just like and it, it builds into a world and it's an ongoing story. So much horror is like is just this one little bit of storytelling. You get in, you get out. And this is long form horror reading, and it's it's really good. And and Joe Hill is a great writer, and he can to dance in both because having done a little bit of it myself to being able to dance in both um, the prose world and in the comic world is not easy. A lot of novelists never quite master writing comics, and like a lot of comic writers never quite master writing novels. He's done a pretty good job on both, man. And I really I really enjoy his work. Lock and Key. We we had one of the stars of the show on the podcast, so don't tell I did me. Not- don't tell me you on that w- show. I know, but don't tell them you didn't watch it. I didn't watch. <laughs> that's why I went on the show that week. <laughs> no, I'm, I have a four-year-old cool. man. I got a job. I got. I don't have time. Yep. Well, and I'm going to recommend everyone run out and watch Lock and Key on Netflix. Uh, I actually, you know, it's funny. I haven't watched anything new this week. Uh, I've been catching up on prop culture. Which is, they had an episode on, um, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and that's where I learned that about the script. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, again, it's a cool show. Like, if you want to learn some of the behind the scenes stuff about these movies, uh, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And of course, I will also recommend that everyone head over to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. 
movie reviews by our good friend D Square and uh, other nonsense. Possibly uh, uh, a new section coming up about rumors. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you need a, a link to go back to when you post it on Twitter. Hmm. <laughs> right, JD? Yes, sir. All right. Well, on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.